That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. WQAD Podcast Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens. A production of WQPT. PBS for the Quad Cities region. A podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues and opinions. And now, your host, Jim Mertens. I'm Jim Mertens, and this is the City's Podcast. It is estimated that on any given day in Illinois, more than 10,000 people face homelessness. It could be a military veteran. It could be a family with young children. It could be young people themselves, 18 to 24. It just could be anyone. It also begs the question, could it be solved? Illinois now has a new state homelessness director, Christine Haley, who is tasked with coordinating state efforts to reduce home insecurity in the state. We talked with her about the challenges she now faces. What do you think is your main role right now? Well, thank you so much for inviting me to talk with you all today. So we really see that homelessness is a solvable problem. And it's a problem in which um, that no member of our community should be living um, in the street or in their car or in their tent, especially as cold weather is approaching for us. So our main issue and, and our desire and goal right now is to understand that every uh, man, woman, and child who lives in the state of Illinois um, is stable in their home, uh, that they're safe in their home, and that no one uh, will be homeless, fall into homelessness again in our state. Now, as you know, there are so many agencies. I mean, you think of uh, 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 Humility of Mary in the Quad Cities, or you think of the Salvation Army. You think of all of the resources that are already being done on the private sector. And then, of course, the states are all having their agencies as well. Is this a duplication of services, or, or how does this help mainstream, or streamline, I should mm -hmm. say, the services that are already here? Absolutely. And that is our goal, is to ensure that we are working effectively, that we are working efficiently. So within the state, there are 19 what are called continuums of care. Um, in that, they are uh, the, the policy and planning body uh, around homelessness. And in the Quad Cities, uh, we have projects now under the leadership of, of uh, Reverend Ford and Ron Lund, who are really looking at how do we coordinate and uh, across um, uh, cities within the Quad Cities uh, to ensure that we have a coordinated response around homelessness ensuring that um, that we are adequately pulling down federal funding and that the goal of our work and the executive order that Governor Pritzker signed in September of last year was to create an interagency council on homelessness. And the goal of the council is really to understand how state agencies like human services, like our, our housing finance agency, uh, like public health and the Department of Aging, are all working together to streamline resources, to streamline strategy around ending homelessness, so that we're all moving collectively towards the same goal. And so our goal is to work with uh, local communities like the Quad Cities uh, and, and the Continuum of Care region uh, to be able to ensure 
that we have are right-sizing our homeless shelters, that we have enough resources to prevent people from entering homelessness when they have a housing crisis, and then that we're building enough affordable housing and permanent supportive housing, uh, which is housing with wraparound services, uh, to be able to house all members experiencing homelessness in your community. And I really do want to talk about affordable housing in just a moment, but let's talk quickly about the impact COVID has had on homelessness. Um, we've gotten yeah. through some of the worst of COVID. Does that mean we've also gotten through some of the worst of the homeless problem? Mm. Yeah, so homelessness um, was really, the, the plight of homelessness was really highlighted during the COVID pandemic as communities needed to shelter in place. Uh, that if someone does not have a home to shelter safely in, um, they can't meet those mandates. Um, at the same time, shelters were required to meet uh, social distancing guidelines um, and, and reduce their capacity. So communities all across our state and in your community really worked hard to understand how can we help people experiencing homelessness um, um, access either a hotel room um, or some other safe space to be able to shelter in place. Um, so we really commend the work that your community has done in creating safe spaces for folks. And when we think about our homes and we think about, uh, about COVID, there's so many ways in which our homes keep us healthy, right? When I wake up in the morning, I have electricity. I'm able to have an alarm clock that gets me ready for my day. Um, I know where my medications are um, because I have safe storage for my medications. Um, I'm able to come down and make breakfast for myself and my family and create and, and make um, food that is appropriate for our diets and our health conditions. Um, we can have, uh, when I get dressed, I have the right clothing for the day um, because I have storage for my clothing and a place to keep um, clothing for different temperatures uh, throughout the year. And then at night when I come home from work at the day, I have a space where I can share with my family and be with my family and, 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 and have quiet time if I need that quiet time. So when we think about um, staying healthy um, and how our homes help ensure that we are healthy, um, that's for all of us. And that the work of our plan is really to ensure that all um, of the members of our community have that same opportunity to be healthy in, in their home. As you know, the eviction moratorium ended. I mean, we're seeing more cases of evictions going through the court system. As you know, Rock Island County has kind of a diversion program that's very unique for the state of Illinois. But is that one of the biggest problems that you're seeing right now is, is families facing evictions? So part of our work um, that we will undertake within our plan is to both address um, unnecessary evictions and really supporting people um, so that they are able to have the, the crisis support that they need to prevent evictions. Uh, we've also supported uh, the, the legal supports that folks need um, in order to, um, within an eviction proceeding. Uh, and that we're also looking at, you know, how are we supporting folks from preventing them from entering, entering shelter? So eviction diversion, homeless prevention is a key part of our strategy, in addition to the building of additional affordable, affordable and supportive housing. And as you pointed out, affordable housing is so important, and there is such a lack of it in urban as well as rural areas. And that's one of the toughest things that are being addressed right now is that uh, uh, there's, there, you're just not enough affordable houses seemingly everywhere. 
Right. I, I mean, I think nationally, right, we understand that there's a lack of affordable housing, but there's so much um, that we are hopeful for uh, within this plan around the creation of more uh, affordable housing. Uh, we do see that through these the investments um, of the uh, American Rescue Plan, that there's additional investments in, in affordable housing. And just this week, Governor Pritzker and our colleagues at the Illinois Housing Development Authority announced an additional $55 million to address affordable housing. Um, in that, there is a, a project that we are very excited about in the Quad Cities, um, Apoyo Village, um, will be developed um, together with the Youth, Youth Services Bureau of the Rock Island County um, and their partners um, of the Rock Island County Housing Finance Corporation. So we're very excited about this 24 unit um, uh, building um, that will be created in your community because every every piece of affordable housing um, that we're able to, uh, to, to build and develop supports um, ending homelessness. In addition to, I'd like to say all of the, the number of landlords um, throughout your community and throughout communities who have decided that they would like to, to be able to rent their properties to people um, who may have experienced homelessness and will end their homelessness through renting their properties um, to folks. So I think that's also a key strategy um, in, in identifying and supporting landlords, private market landlords um, who are um, who are receiving tenants um, and taking in tenants who uh, are able to pay uh, a portion of their rent or their rent, all of the rent to, to housing. As you well know, there's often a mental health uh, component for the chronic homeless uh, issues across America, as well as in Illinois. Are you trying to meet that demand and that need as well? Yes, absolutely. Um, and we know that um, within uh, the population of people experiencing homelessness in Illinois, about 19% of those are living um, with a mental illness. I mean, it may feel, or folks may feel like it is, there are more, um, but really it's that it's about 19% uh, um, are living with a mental illness. And we embrace um, and encourage communities to embrace a housing first model, which means that that the first piece is to ensure that someone has access to a warm and safe home because it's difficult to focus on any health condition, be that a mental health uh, condition or another chronic health, diabetes. Uh, for example, where can people store medications? If you're diabetic, where can you store your insulin? Um, for other types of, 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 of meds or support that people may need, um, it's very difficult to maintain those health regimens without a home. Um, so within a housing first model, it really is that the first place is just to um, ensure that someone has an apartment um, of their own um, and then to be able to bring in the supports and to support someone in being able to make the choice to um, engage in their mental health uh, treatment. We always think of homelessness as kind of an urban issue, but is it almost mm -hmm. worse in rural areas because it's hidden so much? Yeah, so I think that, uh, you know, we um, just completed listening sessions all across the state um, in, um, in order to create our new plan to prevent and end homelessness. And then in that spent a lot of time in rural communities uh, where they're very clear about the challenges um, that rural communities face in addressing homelessness. Uh, for one, um, that uh, it, it is more hidden, right? Where in urban communities, you may see um, folks living in encampments um, or very visibly living on the street, where in rural communities, 
people experiencing homelessness may be living in cars on 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 property on large properties or living in barns. Um, and in that said, that uh, the, the folks that work in homelessness within rural communities can very clearly talk about the outreach and engagement um, that they are able to meet and sub try and support folks um, in in rural communities. But we know that this is not an urban problem only. It really is. Um, uh, felt and shared by, by, by households and, and families all over our state. And it really is our goal to understand how we can support families, uh, regardless of if they live in, in, in the city or in, in more rural communities. Our thanks to the first Illinois State Homelessness Chief, Christine Haley. And if you need help in Illinois, you can call anytime 211 to get help from the state's Department of Human Services. Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. WQAD Podcast Network.